In his second letter to Timothy, the Apostle Paul writes these words, I charge you in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who is to judge the living and the dead, and by his appearing and by his kingdom, preach the word. Be urgent, in season and out of season. Convince, rebuke, and exhort. Be unfailing in patience and in teaching. This is In Season and Out of Season, a Bible teaching ministry with Father Tom DiLorenzo. Good day, it's Father Tom, and I'm glad to be with you today. Remember yesterday that the Lord stood on the chaos, and that in your house, if there's chaos, Jesus wants to stand on the chaos and bring greatness out of it. Oh yes, this is true. The world is in chaos. The world is in chaos. We kill our children, even to the last moment. Boys say they're girls, and girls say they're boys, and they have sex changes. I tell you, we are living in the time that the world is upside down. Upside down. And who preaches about it? Not many. Not many. We are called to repentance, to turn away from our sin, and to give our lives to Jesus. I'm looking at Mark 8, verse 28, I believe. Who do people say that I am? And they answered, John the Baptist. Others say Elijah, still others, one of the prophets. And Jesus asked them, the apostles, But who do you say that I am? Peter answered him, You are the Messiah. And he sternly ordered them not to tell anyone about him. Why did he order them to tell nobody about him? being the Messiah, because the great miracle is going to happen on the cross. He's going to take the sins of the world on himself, your sins and my sins. He's going to destroy sin, and he's going to give death a blow. I tell you, Jesus dies on the cross. He sheds his blood for us. That is our salvation. Don't tell anyone that I'm the Messiah. Why? Because Jesus would say, I'm going to the cross. I'm going to absorb the sins of the world. I'm going to the cross where the great miracle will happen. Verse 31, chapter 8 of Mark. Then he began to teach them that the Son of Man must undergo great suffering and be rejected by the elders, the chief priests, and the scribes, and be killed after three days, and be killed, and after three days rise again. Well, what does Jesus mean? He means that the Scripture, the Scripture tells us that he will do this suffering. We're looking at Isaiah 50, verse 4, that I may know 
how to sustain the weary with the word. Morning by morning, he awakens me, he opens my ear to listen as those who are taught. The Lord God has opened my ear. I was not rebellious. I did not turn backward. I gave my back to those who struck me. The passion. And my cheeks to those who pulled out my beard. The passion. I did not hide my face from insult and spitting. The passion. The Lord God helps me, therefore I have not been disgraced. Therefore I have set my face like flint. He sets his face like flint toward Jerusalem, where he will be rejected, where he will be killed, where he will be destroyed, but not destroyed forever. Why? Because he goes to the cross for you and for me. I'm looking at the 53rd chapter of Isaiah. He was despised and rejected by men, a man of suffering and acquainted with infirmity, the passion, as one from whom men hide their faces. He was despised and we held him to no account. Surely he has borne our infirmities. Listen to that. On the cross, the Lord Jesus Christ bore your sicknesses, your infirmities, my sicknesses, my infirmities. The virus, he took that to the cross too. We have to know that. He carried our diseases, yet we accounted him as stricken, struck down by God and afflicted, but he was wounded for our transgressions, the passion, crushed for our iniquities, the passion. Upon him was the punishment that made us whole, and by his stripes we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray, we have turned each to our own way, they call that sin. And the Lord was laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he did not open his mouth like a lamb. Before his shearers, he opened not his mouth. Jesus tells his disciples, Yes, I will be persecuted, I will be rejected. I will be killed, and after three days rise again. He said all this quite openly, and Peter took him aside and began to rebuke Jesus. But turning and looking at his disciples, he rebuked Peter and said, Get behind me, Satan, for you are settling your mind not on divine things, but on human things, oh yes, the great miracle is the cross, where he bears our wounds and carried our infirmities, where he forgives our sin. That's why we have a sacrament called confession. When we repent, 
Repent means something different happens tomorrow. Repent. Without repentance, there is no forgiveness. Sorrow for sin is wonderful, but repentance is needed. That I'm not going to live this way like I lived today. I'm going to live differently tomorrow by the grace of God, always by the grace of God. He called the crowd with his disciples and said to them, If anyone wants to become my follower, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. I wonder what the cross is. I tell you, my being is the cross. My wanting my own way is the cross. It needs to be crucified. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. For those who want to save their life will lose it. And those who lose their life for my sake and for the sake of the gospel will save it. For what will it profit them to gain the whole world and forfeit their life? Indeed, what can they give in return for their life? Those who are ashamed of me and my words in this adulterous and sinful generation, of them the Son of Man will also be ashamed when he comes in the glory of his Father with the angels. Are you ashamed of Jesus? I told you the story about the nurse Betty Foley on Good Friday. She woke up and was going, I believe, to St. Anthony's Shrine. And she said to the Lord, Don't let me be like Judas and like Peter, who denied you. And she was in the train. And this guy was reading the scriptures. And he stands up and says, Jesus Christ died for you. Pointed to my friend. He said, do you believe this? And she called out, Jesus Christ is Lord. And she left the train. This is a proper woman. And yet God called her on her prayer. Don't let me be like Peter. Don't let me be like Judas. Verse 34, chapter 8. He called the crowd with his disciples and he said to them, If any wants to become my follower, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. For those who want to save their life will lose it, and those who lose their life for my sake and for the sake of the gospel will save it. He's calling people to be priests, religious, to forfeit everything, and to get what he has, eternal life, to bring the gospel to people. How we need men and women that bring the gospel to people. Oh, we have a lot of people preaching, but it's nothing to do with the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. We need to preach the cross. St. Paul said to the Corinthian community, I decided in myself to know nothing but Jesus Christ and Him crucified. If it's good enough for St. Paul, it's good enough for me. 
who will lose their life for the sake of the gospel will save it. For what will it profit a man to gain the whole world and forfeit his life? Indeed, what can they give in return for their life? Those who are ashamed of me and of my words in this adulterous and sinful generation of the Son of Man will also be ashamed. He will be ashamed when he comes in his glory, the glory of his Father and with his holy angels. Chapter 9 of St. Mark. And he says to them, Truly, truly, I tell you, there are some standing here who will not taste death until they see that the kingdom of God has come with power. That's the transfiguration. Six days later, that's from Caesarea Philippi to Mount Transfiguration. Six days it takes to walk. Jesus took him, Peter, James, and John, and led them up a high mountain apart by themselves. He was transfigured before them. His clothes became dazzling white, such as no bleacher on earth could bleach them. And there appeared to them Elijah and Moses, who were talking with Jesus. Now, Elijah never died, but Moses died. Jesus is talking to one of the saints. If Jesus can talk to Moses, we can talk to our saints. Oh, yes. We remember Elisha in his grave. They threw a man, and when the man touched the bones of Elisha, he was raised from the dead. I tell you, Saint Elijah, Saint Elisha, Saint Paul, Saint Peter, Saint John, all these holy men and women. Jesus talked with Moses, who was dead, but now he's not dead anymore. And it says, And there appeared them Elijah and Moses, who were talking with Jesus. What are they talking about? His departure, going to Jerusalem and dying. It is good for us to be here, the three disciples said. Let us make three dwellings, three tents, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. He did not know what to say for they were terrified. Then the crowd, a cloud overshadowed them. And from the cloud there came a voice, This is my Son, the Beloved. Listen to him. Suddenly when they looked around, they saw no one with them, but only Jesus. You don't need Moses and Elijah. You need Jesus. Nothing better than Jesus. I tell you, we need to look up and see Jesus. We need to look up at the cross and say thank you. We need to look up at the empty tomb and say thank you. I surrender. I surrender my life to you who died, who was buried, and who rose from the dead. I surrender. I surrender. I surrender. Verse 9 of chapter 9. 
as they were coming down the mountain, Jesus ordered them to tell no one about what they had seen. Why? Because the great miracle is the cross. He's going to go on the cross and die for you. When I am lifted up, I will draw all men and women unto myself. Tell no one about what they had seen until after the Son of Man had risen from the dead. So they kept the matter to themselves, questioning what this rising from the dead could mean. It's very interesting. Peter, James, and John has no idea about the resurrection. But Martha, in the 11th chapter of St. John, says, I know my brother will rise again on the resurrection and the life day. Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. He is the resurrection and the life. So they kept this matter to themselves, questioning what this rising from the dead could mean. Then they asked him, Why do the scribes say that Elijah must come first? He said to them, Elijah is indeed coming first to restore all things. How then is it written that the Son of Man, that he is to go through many sufferings? I took you to Isaiah 50 and Isaiah 53. And be treated with contempt. But I tell you, that Elijah has come, and they did him whatever they pleased, as it is written about him. They took off his head. John the Baptist is Elijah, not reincarnated. No, no, no. Elijah, the one to come before the Messiah. Verse 14. When they came to the disciples, they saw a great crowd around them, let me tell you, Jesus was filled with the Taboric light. The disciples were filled with the light of God. But now there's going to be a demon that he's going to fix. When they came to the disciples, they saw a great crowd around them and some scribes arguing with them. When the whole crowd saw him, they were immediately overcome with awe and they ran forward to greet him. He asked them, What are you arguing about with them? Someone from the crowd answered him, Teacher, I brought you my son. He has a spirit that makes him unable to speak, and whenever it seizes him, it dashes him down and foams, grinds his teeth, and becomes rigid. And I asked your disciples to cast it out, but they could not do so. He answered them, You faithless generation, how much longer must I be among you? How much longer must I put up with you? Bring the boy to me. And they brought the boy to Jesus. When the Spirit saw Jesus immediately, it convulsed the boy, and he fell on the ground and rolled about foaming at the mouth. Jesus asked his father, How long has this been happening? He said, From childhood. It has often cast him into the fire and into the water to destroy him. But if you are able 
to do anything. Have pity on us and help us. Jesus said to him, If you are able, all things can be done to the one who believes. Immediately the father of the child cried out, I believe. Help my unbelief. When Jesus saw that the crowd came running together, he rebuked the unclean spirit, saying to it, You spirit that keeps this boy from speaking and hearing, I command you, come out of him and never enter him again. After crying out and convulsing him terribly, it came out and the boy was like a corpse, so that most of them said he is dead. But Jesus took him by, by the hand and lifted him up. And he was able to stand. When he had entered the house, his disciples asked them for him privately, Why could we not cast it out? He said to them, This kind can only come out through prayer and fasting. Jesus was on the mountain. His face was like the sun. And now he comes down to this mess and he heals the boy. Do you know that Jesus wants to heal your mess? Oh God, you alone know the messes we've got into. You alone know. Come and stand on our mess and bring creation out of confusion. Bring creation out of chaos. Bring creation out of death. Oh Jesus, you are the Lord and we praise you. You are the Lord and we adore you. You are the Lord, and we call upon your name. Chapter 9 of Mark, verse 30. They went on from there and passed through Galilee. He did not want anyone to know it, for he was teaching his disciples, saying to them, The Son of Man is going to be betrayed into men's hands and they will kill him. And three days later, after being killed, he will rise again. But they did not understand what he was saying and were afraid to ask him. I tell you, they didn't understand. I don't think they wanted to understand. I don't think they wanted to hear that Jesus was going to die an ignominious death. They did not want to hear it. Peter tried to rebuke Jesus, and Jesus said, Get behind me, Satan. You're into what the world thinks. I'm into what God thinks. Anyway, I have an invitation for you. Charismatic Renewal Services, Fall Congress, September 10th, 8 in the morning till 5 in the evening. It's $30. Lunch will be given to the people. Where is it? St. Stephen's Parish in Framingham. Yes. What will be the title of the conference? Power came forth from him, and he healed them all. Power came forth from Jesus, and he healed them all. For further information, you dial 
5308-781-333-5308. That conference is in Framingham. The angel of the Lord declared unto Mary, and she conceived of the Holy Spirit. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Behold the handmaid of the Lord. Let it be done unto me according to your word. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. Blessed is the fruit of your womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. Blessed is the fruit of your womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. God bless you. This has been In Season and Out of Season with Father Tom DiLorenzo. A tape of this week's series of messages is available to you with a donation when you write to this new address, Father Tom DiLorenzo, P.O. Box 602, East Boston, Mass., 02128. Please make a note of it. And remember that this ministry is supported only by the donations of listeners, so please help as the Lord leads you. That new address again is Father Tom DiLorenzo, P.O. Box 602, East Boston, Mass., 02128. And be sure to listen again next time for In Season and Out of Season.